0: Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. God is so good. I tell you, he is so good. We're going to start in Romans chapter 1. We're going to start there. I'm excited about this message because not only is it a culminating message for the series, but it also is a great message from God. Now, we've been talking about going out. Going out and, and really doing the will of God, the work of God. And we know that God says, Go out. He, he says that He desires all to be saved and coming to the knowledge of the truth. So we know that we want to definitely uh, lead people to Him. That's what we want to do. And we can't do that in these four walls. And so we also know that God says He desires for all to, uh, for none to perish and all to come into repentance. We know that also. That was in uh, 2 Peter 3.9. So we know those scriptures. And we talked about this culture that we are living in, that people have so many uh, different views in this culture and different from the Bible uh, that it is just challenging sometimes uh, because they don't want the things of God. Uh, but we do know through prayer, we know that people, people's hearts are open. And particularly this time of year, people's hearts are open. They hoping they, they are so friendly this time of year they're they so courteous this time of year uh, because it's just the Holy Spirit leading uh, people to be such during Christmas time and so it's a great time to to go out and it's a great time to talk about the things that Jesus uh, uh, wants us to talk about and in Romans, as we go out now, as we go out, we need to go out with power that's the, that's the message this, this Sunday. We need to go out with power in Romans chapter one verse sixteen. It's it's interesting that uh, this is what God led me to start it. Because if you're going to go out with power, then we want to know what kind of power we're talking about. What kind of power? And we're talking about a dunamis type of power. We're talking about the power that means the ability to do things, to accomplish things. We're talking about power. We're talking about strength. We're talking about enabling. We're talking about. It can't be stopped. That's the type of power we're talking about. That it doesn't know anything about, uh, no. It doesn't know anything about not accomplishing. The deliverance of God is the power to accomplish things, the ability to get things done. And so that's the power we're talking about. For the, so the first power that we need to, to have when we go out into the, to, to our communities, to our workplaces, the power we want to, to, to go out with is found in verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the, what's the word? Gospel, for it is the what? Power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Now that is important. There's no need of going out if we're not going out with the gospel. It's no need of going out. Because is there only one good news? And that's, that, that, that's the good news that Jesus Christ died for our sins. <laughs> Oh, my goodness gracious. And we don't have to pay the penalty for our sins and that all have sinned and come to the um, only sin and falling short of the glory of God. And we all need salvation. So, therefore, that the gospel of Jesus Christ is the power of God to salvation. There is none other that you can talk to about. There is no other people call it good news. There are no other news that you can talk about other than the news that Jesus Christ died for our sins. That's the power of God. Now, let's look at at, at the situation here. In Matthew chapter 4, that's a a good place. Let's look at Jesus. In in Matthew 4, we see something there that um, when he went out. Upon the time that Jesus began to preach and say, repent for the kingdom of heaven, is at hand. That's verse 17 of of, uh, Matthew chapter 4. That's what he said. Repent. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Then it says in verse 23, Jesus was going throughout all Galilee. So Jesus went out through Galilee, all the countryside everywhere. He, He went out. He was teaching also in their synagogues, And he was proclaiming the power of God. What was that power? The gospel of the kingdom. That's what he's doing. He was proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom. That's what Jesus did. The power of God. And it says, and healing every kind of disease and every kind of sickness among the people. Now, this is important that they go together. You cannot go out trying to heal people, trying to. Uh, pray for people and all that, and there's no gospel. You can't do that. Can't do that. That's not that's not what Jesus did. That's not what the apostles did. That's not what his disciples do. We go out and whatever we, we who Whose name are you gonna pray in anyway? If it's not Jesus Christ, it's got to be Jesus. And if you're praying in the name of Jesus, you're praying in 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 the Messiah. He's praying in the one who has come, who has died for our sins, so we are, we are it's that name that name, and no other name can a person be saved so that's why uh, they go together There's no need to pray for anybody if it's not because of Jesus now let's go a little bit further we know that the commission the great commission um, in Matthew chapter 28 if you want to turn there uh, verse 18, it'll tell us that Uh, He said all authority, not some, all authority. And authority is a little different than than power. And authority means it's the right to do something. It means that he has the freedom to do something. Now, when a person has authority, uh, they represent, um, like say, Back there, we have Chad and the sound booth. And we have also, <laughs> uh, we have Carl on the PowerPoint. And they have authority to turn those knobs, push the switches. They have authority to do that. They have the freedom to do it. They have the right to do it. But now, when it comes to Power, that's another thing. That's another thing. And a lot of times you you, uh, you can you, you can use police per people. You can use anything that, that you can't move on your own. Uh, say, if I, say, for instance, if I had an automobile on my property uh, that was uh, no longer working, I wanted to get rid of it. It's on my property. It's my automobile. I have the title to it, but it doesn't work. I had one like that. Uh, that it was, it was terrible-looking car, I mean, it was terrible, and Minerva told me, get it out of the yard. Uh, she said, I said, well, it's, not, it's in the back, it's not, uh, she said, grass is growing under, uh, we are not in some place out in the county somewhere where you got all these old junk cars, get the car out of the yard. And I said, man, you know, okay. I have, <laughs> I have and had the authority to do that, is that correct? I had the freedom to do that. Is that correct? I had the commandment to do it. (laughs) I didn't have the ability to do it. I didn't have the ability. In other words, I didn't have the power to do it. I had the authority but not the power. Because I couldn't move the car. The car too heavy for me to move. So now, how how did I get the power? I had to call somebody else. The record service. And he comes with his truck. And, and hook a little uh, cable to it and drag that thing on, on his flatbed and, and he takes the thing on right away. Not only did, did and I gave him authority to do it. Not only did he have authority because I gave it to him, but he had the power to do it. Well, that's what we want when we go out. And that's what the Great Commission says. That It says that all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Is that correct? Therefore, go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. And he said also he wanted to baptize people. He wanted us to baptize people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He wanted us to uh, teach those things that he has taught us. And he says, Lord, I'll be with you always. Is that correct? So we know we have the authority to do that. And if we look in, in, um, in Luke chapter 9, he gave the twelve. The Authority, didn't he? He gave them not only authority, he gave them power, didn't he? Let's look at it in, in, in uh, Luke 9 1. It's, it's a good verse there. It says, He called the twelve together and gave them power. That's the dunamis, that's the ability. And the strength and authority, that's the right, that's the freedom, over all the demons and to heal diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to perform healings. In other words, he sent them out to proclaim the gospel of the kingdom. That's what he sent them out for. And while you're out there doing that, heal the sick. Do that. He sent them out to do two things. And in, 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 Luke, in Luke chapter 10, if you turn there, uh, verse 1, not only did he send the 12 out, but he also sent the, sent pointed seven to others and sent them out. And he said in verse 2, he says, And he was saying to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And that means that God needs more laborers, doesn't he? And who are the laborers? We are. We are. In every church. We are. All over the world. But he says that the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. So that means, that tells me that there's a lot of people not going out proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom. That's what it tells me. All over the world. That's what it tells me. And if we look through the Bible, even in the Old Testament, when, when God told them to do something, uh, to go out, then they told them to replenish the earth, they wanted to stop and build a tower. And they weren't going anywhere until God uh, confounded the languages. Then they had to go out because they couldn't understand each other, no unity. In the New Testament, even in, in, in the book of Acts, they weren't going to go out anywhere from Jerusalem. They weren't going to go anywhere. Until he sent persecution. Then they had to go out. So what is it going to take for us to go out? Think about it. What is it it going to take for us to go out from these four four walls? And see, God doesn't want us playing religion, does he? He wants us doing the work of his work, go out and proclaim the gospel. There are plenty of people out there that um, don't know about him. There are plenty of people out there. Have not received him. There are plenty of people out there who have received him, but been hurt by by whatever it is, and they are unchurched, yet they are Christians. He wants to proclaim the kingdom. And they went out in verse 17. It said the seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. They were excited. They were excited. Because this is, this, is, this is power. I mean power. Everybody wants some power. They, they, they got the strength to do something. And he said to them, I was watching Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Behold, I have given you authority to tread upon the serpents and the scorpions of all the power of the enemy. So the, so the enemy has dunamis also. Because that, that's what the power means, dunamis. All the power of the enemy. And nothing will injure you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this. So even though they're coming back, even though they have power, even though they had ability, even though they had strength, he's telling them, I don't want you to rejoice that you can cast out demons, that you can heal the sick. I don't want you to be rejoicing over that. I want you to rejoice that, listen to that now, but rejoice that your name are recorded in heaven. So it's important to God, it's important to Jesus Christ, that people are saved. This was, this was important to him. That really moves heaven and earth. The angels rejoice, don't they? One soul is saved. It didn't say that in the scripture about someone getting healed, somebody, a demon being cast out. That. That's like a tool that we have to use as we go out and proclaim the gospel. We have tools that the the Holy Spirit gives us that we can do those type of things. And uh, let me give you an example. I, I needed some work done. And there's no need to rejoice in the tools. Anybody know what tools are? Tools are like screwdriver, you know, hammer, you know, stuff like that, pliers. Different things, you know, different things like that. i think there's some work done here at the, at the church, and, and um, uh, those poles that they put up in front of the, the, the church there were too high. But I didn't, I knew they were too high. I had the authority to to, to lower them, I didn't have the power to do it. You know, I could have gone, gone out there, ha shoot! <laughs> what, what do you think would have happened? You <laughs> "Why is your hand on a cast?" <laughs> <You know? laughs> but I call first. Uh, I call Carl. Uh, Stanley I said, "Carl, I need some um, these poles cut off. Do you have a tool to cut it off?" He said, "What kind of pole is it? Is it wood? Is it made out of uh, you know fiberglass I said, "It's metal." He said. Yeah, I got a tube. I said, okay, can you come over and do this thing? Man, he came about that two spots of flying everywhere, man. He, he cut every last one of them off. I mean, in short order, zoom. I said, wow, goodness. Isn't it great to have a tube? It's great to have a tube. Yeah. And I, I couldn't get the the, the thing out of the, the, the nut out of the thing because it's in a little groove. You had to have a ratchet wrench to do that. He had the tubes to do that. He had a Tuesday. He took the signs off, he lowered the signs. And then we put other signs up. You probably saw it. We have guest signs up there. four guest signs over there. So that I don't see anybody in his body pocket, because you're not guests. <laughs> 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 you know, they're for guests, okay. And and so uh and, and he came he, he he cut the hedges down and everything, uh, because um never been on me for about a year, He cut those hedges. I said Man, let the hedges grow. You know, they ain't no bothering anybody. Cut the hedges. You know? So I said, hey, Carl. While Carl was there, I didn't ask him to cut the hedges. While he was there, I took the clippers out of my car and started cutting them. And, and uh, I was going to come over yesterday and finish it because we were talking about uh, Friday we did this. I was coming over Saturday. And Brandon told me, hey, Carl is out there cutting the hedges. I said, oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah? Um, and so he did that. But isn't it great you have tools? He had to choose to do that. That's great. That's great. We have the Holy Spirit inside of us, don't we? And, and the Holy Spirit is God. What is it that we lack when we go out to proclaim the gospel? Is it anything? Nothing. Nothing. We, we have the authority and we have all the tools. We have all the power, in other words all the power to do it all when we go out. We do. And so then the the question that will be asked is then, how do I make sure I have the authority and the power? I don't want to go out without a, a authority because I see that in, in Luke, he said right here, he said that Oh, I'm sending you out with authority. But now this is Old Testament here. Under the under area that we're we, we not, well, man, this is old here, Man, we're not there right there. Jesus, come on, what you, what you doing here? Um, do you have to tell me, I say, hey, can I go out? I, I want to go to Kroger. I want to go to Walmart. Can I, can I say something to anybody? Do I do? Does he have to tell me, I'm giving you authority, Willie Taylor. Does he have to tell me that? No. He's already told me, hasn't he? Has he already told you? Yeah, he's already told us. When we got born again, we are now in his army, and we are now proclaimed as ambassadors. That was the previous message. We are now ambassadors uh, proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. So we have the authority. But, God, I want power. I want power to do it. I need anointing to do it. That's what I need. See, but I read the scripture, and I know I have the anointing. I know I have the anointing. I know you have the anointing. I know you do. Because the scripture says so. The scripture says that the unction, which is King James' word, Uh, American Standard would say, the anointing, you have the anointing inside of you, because you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. When you get born again, you have the Holy Spirit inside you. You can't get born again without the Holy Spirit. He's in you. So you have the anointing, the unction. you have the, if you want to get to King James, you have the unction, and you also have the authority inside of you. I said, okay, that, that's good now, that's good, I see that, but but uh, there's something missing now, something missing, because uh, I need, I think I need a little bit more here, I think I need a little bit more, because you see, you're talking about the uh, uh, the disciples here, you're talking about the twelve, they're apostles, man, they they, they, know, they will have some power, but how about me, little old me, just a little me, do I have the power to do it, do I have the, really the anointing, the really the anointing, you know? Because I prayed for somebody before, and I mean, I didn't see you know all this stuff happening. Well, what's the deal? Let's look at another place here in Acts chapter six. Let's look there. In Acts chapter six, verse one, we have this. Um, they weren't apostles; they were just people, just like us. And what was happening is that they had a dispute going on. Some grumbling was going on because the Grecian or Hellenistic Jews, Jewish Christians were complaining uh, about the uh, Hebrew Jewish Christians that their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution of the of bread. And so the apostle said, hey, well, we, can't, we can't stop praying and ministering the word to wait on the table. So I want you to look out from among you and I want you to uh, get you uh, people who can do this thing. So in verse 3 it said, Therefore, brethren, select from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the spirit and of wisdom whom you may put, up, put in charge of this. Then the statement found approval in verse 5 with the whole congregation and they chose Stephen, a man full. If, I, if, if, if you had a, a glass and it's full, is there any room for any more? If it's, if it's, if it's completely full, there's no room for anymore because it's a spillover you put it in the morning if it's really full. Because when you go to restaurants, they don't fill your glass completely up. Because if you fill it completely up, then you're going to spill it. So they don't fill it completely up. But you think you have a full glass when it's almost full. But when we talk about full of the Holy Spirit, we're talking about full. Now, it says here that Stephen was full of faith. You remember last week we talked about do you have faith, that was titled, do you have faith in God? So, we know we have to have faith. And of the Holy Spirit. That means that he was full of faith and he was full of the Holy Spirit. Let's go to verse 8. That's just one of them. We're picking one. <clears throat> now we have Stephen. It says, full of grace New Mark, standard, but King James says it uh, the way it is, you have to know what that grace is. Grace is actually faith. 4102 Dunamis, that's the same way. Okay. He was full of faith and, what's that word? Power. 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 That's what Philip was. And we're not talking about the apostles, are we? We're talking about somebody they chose out of the congregation. Can we be chosen for any type of job to do? Was it feeding? Uh, taking food over to the Jefferson house next week? Taking gifts over to the Jefferson house next week? Are we going over full of faith and full of the Holy Spirit? Or oh, let's say when, when uh, Carl came over to do the hedges and, you know, well, he came with the, he didn't come to do the hedges. When he came over to cut the poles down and everything, did he come full of faith and full of the Holy Spirit? Because that's what it said about these men. And you say, Well, I don't have to be fooled just to cut some poles off. All I need is some electricity to hook my uh what you call that thing? Grinder. Hook my grinder up and and, and uh, it was it was like, like a s it was like a um uh, it was like a wood saw. I've seen people with these wood saws, but it was a different blade. A wood saw has blades that has little Notches, and this thing didn't have no notches, man. It was just round, and I mean, it, it just did the work. It just did it. If I'm going to do that, that's all I need. So he asked me, do, do, do you have an outlet out here? No, I don't have an outlet out here. I have a stitching cord. I hook it up inside, and I'll bring the cord out there. We had to bring the electricity out there. That's all he needed. Is that all we need? Is that what Stephen, is that what he said, hey, just get me somebody who, 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 who has a, uh, some sanders on who will go to these, these, these Christian widows and, and give them food every day. That's all the place. Somebody who's willing to do it. And see, that's what we, 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 we ask for a lot of times. It's just somebody who will do something. And instead of asking, I need somebody who's full of the Holy Spirit and full of faith for this thing. That's what we need. Because, see, if you're full of faith, if you're full of the Holy Spirit, you can do what God wants you to do plus do what really we're here to do. Okay? Now, what he wants you to do may may be to cut the poles off. It may be uh, to fix this tree over here because uh, we had a tree leaning over here, and I didn't ask him to do it, but... Then the powers came over, and, and I, said, I said, they got a screw in this tree. How did they screw it in this tree? Well, the powers did it because the tree was splitting. They did it and, and put a pole up there and put a string up there so the, this tree won't fall over and everything. You see, um, they come over and do stuff like that. Uh, but, see, suppose God wanted them to minister to somebody, and they weren't full of power. They weren't full of the Holy Spirit. They just had the hammer, the nail, a stake, and some string. They could get the job done that they wanted to get done, but not what God ultimately wanted them to do. Yeah. Do you you understand what I'm saying? We need to be ready when we go out full of faith, full of the Holy Spirit, That's what we need to be doing. I don't care what job you're going to. I don't care if you're going to look for presents. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I was standing out there. You would be surprised how many people pull in this parking lot. For no reason that I can think of. They'll pull over. Sometimes they'll change the kid. Sometimes they'll be on the cell phone. Sometimes they ride around, turn around. Sometimes they make little circles in the parking lot. When I, I, I know they do because I see the marks. They don't do it when, when, I, when I'm here, but they do it. Yeah. They do it for all reasons. Suppose, suppose God wants you to minister to somebody. It was two ladies over there yesterday. I was out there, and. Um, so they they were outside the car doing something. I said, I wonder what this car doing over here. And it was too late outside. They were picking up something. And uh, when they got back in the car and came out, I said, hey, you know. And they said, hey, you know. So I was I was wondering, I so said, I wonder, uh, did God want me to stop them and ask them, hey, uh, uh, did you have authority to be here? You know? <laughs> but that wouldn't be good. That wouldn't be good. But uh, I have to be ready. Is that correct? I have to be ready because they might have stopped and said, He said, hey, I know this is a church, and we were picking up stuff just to waste time because we didn't see anybody here, but when your car pulled up, we were wondering how we could be saved. suppose somebody would do that. He said, well, uh, let me go get Lord Fox. He's the one who, (laughs) he wants us to be ready, doesn't he? He wants us to be ready. These men, all they were supposed to do, this is what it says here, and Stephen, full of grace, full of Power was performing great wonders and signs among the people what people he was doing it what people what was he what was he supposed to be doing? cutting the hedges or, or you know straightening the tree up you know making sure the tree doesn 't fall or cutting the poles off or whatever it is right and In the midst of that, they did some work. They, all they were doing was taking to the widows. Don't you know that if they, they were widows, they didn't have any, 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 any means of support. That's why they, they had to uh, have food given to them. Don't you know they had some other needs? Everybody has some needs. Do you know that? It's not a one. And if you, you, you're widows, you know they had to be over 60. Because you couldn't be on a church roll if you weren't under, under six. of The church I not going to support you if you're a widow. You can get married, and, you know, uh, again, you, you, you know, you've got to be at least six and over. So I know if I go to uh, anybody's house there's that, a widow, I go to Ms. Doris' house, I go to Ms. Flanagan's house, I go to anybody's house, I know that they might have, be subject to other needs. And you know when you get old sometimes your, your joints get messed up. You know what, it, what it, Is that right? Sometimes when you're young, you're like that, isn't it? Right. So there's a, they come to the door. Oh, I didn't know whether you were home or not because I knocked a long time. Well, uh, I'm moving kind of slow, you know, like I got arthritis. What would Jesus want you to do? Pray for him. Wouldn't it be great to have, not have arthritis? Yeah. That's why it says that he was doing great miracles. Great miracles among the people. We have to be ready as we're going out. Now, how do I get this, this, this power? How does how Stephen get full of power, though? Full of power. Well, in Ephesians chapter uh, probably 5, verse 18, something like that, it'll tell us that we are supposed to, we're going to come back to Acts. It is, don't, don't, don't turn to it. It's all okay. Uh, don't you understand that it says be filled with the Holy Spirit. And that be filled is in the uh, uh, imperative middle voice, which means that continually. Continually. Be, 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 being, continually filled. That's what it means. Be being filled. There is not one feeling and that's it forget it bad theology okay are you filled with the spirit yeah I got filled with the spirit when I was 13 yeah guarantee you're not a fool okay guarantee it's like one, one minute so that uh, we leak you know, so you got to be being feel. You got to do that, okay? So, okay, how 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 do I be feel? Let us look at now. Obviously, obviously these 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 apostles and everybody were feel 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 feel. Let's look at Acts chapter one. What did Jesus tell them to do? Now now they, in Matthew, you know, they saw him lifted up to the sky and all like this, huh? and um, and they. He's told them to go, right? Go, make disciples of all nations. But in Acts chapter 1, we see verse 4. It says, gathering them together, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but wait for what the Father had promised, which he said, you heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And then it says here that in verse 8, but you will receive, oh, you will receive. I thought they already had something. I thought they were already saved. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Don't let the word upon I'll throw you in because it can be upon, upon, and sometimes it's in the it's just in a chamber. So don't get hung up by upon. And you shall be my witnesses, both in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, in the, in the remotest parts of the world. In other words, don't you go anywhere until you, until you receive power from on high. You need the Holy Spirit to fall upon you. That's what you need. Don't you go anywhere. I know I told you to go. Don't go anywhere yet. You see why this is a culminating message? Because if we're going out, we need to go out with what? Power. We need to go out with power. Okay, let's go to Acts chapter 2. Next Acts chapter 2, uh, we know that this is the day of Pentecost and all like that. that this is what they've been waiting for. And it says in verse Uh, Three that there appeared to be them, the tongues of fire, distributing them on themselves, uh, and they rested on each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to uh, speak with other tongues as the Spirit was giving them utterance. Now there were Jews living in Jerusalem, devout men from every nation under heaven, and when this sound occurred, the crowd came together, and they were bewildered because each one of them were was hearing them speak in his own language. They were amazed and astonished, saying, why are are not these old Galileans speaking to us? And how did each one of us hear in our own language then of where we were born? So it was a a, a miracle. It was a miracle, see. So we know that they were filled, right? So they waited, and they were filled. Now they're ready to go out. Now, I'm going through this, not teaching on... on, uh, exegetically, I'm not teaching just on this scripture right here. I'm just trying to show us that we need power. And, and don't, don't look for power just in this way and that way. The Pentecost has already come, so don't sit in your house and wait for tongues of fire to light on your head because uh, it's not going to happen. Okay? Not going to happen. Probably. But it might. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> okay. We have one way. That's Pentecost. Okay? Let's go over to Acts chapter four. Let's go there. Now here you have you have Peter and John, and they they just um, saw this person that was lame from the mother's womb. He, he was sitting there. And he said, Seven gold. I don't have anything, but uh, but what I do have, uh, I give you. Uh, stand up." Okay, so they stood up. He walked. And then and they were all this kind of stuff. We went over that in another message last week, a week before last. Now, let's go down a little further here in, in, in verse 7. It says, when they had placed them in the center, they put them in jail. They put Peter and John in jail, and then they brought them out the next day. They put them in the center. They began to inquire, by what power? Oh, they recognized it. it. had to be some power. Or what name have you done this? So Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit. So we know he filled. He got filled and the Holy he filled with the Holy Spirit. Then he begins to talk to them. And then they commanded them later on Hey, don't you, don't you, don't you teach in this name. No other no you get away from here. Don't you set now one thing about Jesus? Nothing. Nothing. And they said, Well, wait a minute. We can't stop speaking about what we have seen and heard. is in verse 20. Verse 21. And they had threatened them. When they had threatened them further, they let them go. And then they said um goes on. Let's look over here in verse um, 29. Now, they, they went back to their own people, their own companions, it says. And they were in one accord praying. That's what they were doing. They were praying. That's in verse 24. Yeah, I'll read verse 24. And when they had heard this, they reported everything that, they had, that, that this, the people in San and all that had, had said to them. They lifted their voices to God on one accord and said, Oh, God, it is you who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that is in them, who by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of our father David, your servant, said, why did the Gentiles rage and the people devise fruitile things? The kings of the earth stood their stand, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord, against his Christ. For truly in this city, there were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel, and do what to do whatever your hand and your purpose destined to occur. And now, Lord, take note of their threats, and grant that your bond may speak your word with confidence. King James said, with boldness. They are threatening us. They are saying In schools, I can't say the name of Jesus. I can't even pledge allegiance to the flag and say, one nation under God. They can't, they're they're saying all these things. They're trying to take you out of this thing. God, we need some boldness in here when we're going out. And it says here, while you extend your hand, uh oh, it's not, it's not their hand. It says, while, Lord, you extend your hand, your hand, it says, to heal. And signs and wonders to take place through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. We're going to proclaim it. We want to proclaim your name. But I know in the midst of proclaiming your name, you're going to demonstrate your power. I know that. So what we want, God, is boldness to be able to do this under these threats. And when, it says in verse 31, and when they had prayed, the place where they had gathered together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak the word with what? Boldness. With boldness. I thought they were already filled. I thought, I thought Peter and John were filled on the day of Pentecost. Didn't, didn't we just read that? Were they filled? Why do they need another filling then? <laughs> you remember I said is I like can remember now. Ephesians five eighteen says, "Don't be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be what filled." And that filled is in the what? Okay, imperative. Okay, imperative, which means be being filled, which means continual, which means more than one time. Be being filled, be being filled. You got to be filled, be filled, be filled, be filled. You can't have one feeling. If you got feel when you were 13, you got feel when you were 23, when you got feel when you were 43, when you got feel when you were 63, you need feeling when you're 73. You need feel. be filled, be filled. I need to be filled every day. Every day. Every time we're going to do something for God, we need to be. Filled with the Holy Spirit to do it. But it it's filled. Now did they did they say, Hey God, fill me with the Holy Spirit? Did they do that? Did they say that? No. They asked for what? Boldness to speak the name of Jesus. See, they're interested in what? Doing the work of God. They're, they're not interested in, hey, I need I need another tool, man. I, I hear somebody had this tool. It's a beautiful tool. And you know, wouldn't it be something called if I said, "Hey, whenever for Christmas, I wanna, I want one of these grinders." What do I need a grinder for? If I'm not gonna grind anything, right? I don't just need tools, just to have tools. I need, I need tools to be able to do what I'm called to do. Now, if I'm if I'm gonna be a, a metal cutter, if I'm gonna be cutting things then I need a grinder. If I'm going to be cutting wood, I need a a saw. But if I'm not going to be doing that, which I'm not, then I don't need it, so I call somebody else. I call Chad. I call, uh, you know, Jason, somebody. Hey, you got one of those chainsaws, man, and my tree growing, growing too high. Can you come cut this thing down? I don't need a saw to cut something once a year. He lives out in the county. All these trees, man, fall over his driveway. He better have some saw to cut this thing. That he's not going nowhere. No tree falling in my driveway. If I do, my neighbor has a saw. Yeah, yeah. All of us don't need it. I mean, so I don't want a tool just to have a tool. I, I'm not. I'm not here to glorify the tool. I'm here to do the work of God. So, since I have to do the work of God, God, give me. Confidence. Give me power to do this thing. And so that's when he fills you. He said, a tyrant in Jerusalem, before you go, because I want you to receive power from on high, so you have a two? So you have a two? Is that what it said in Acts chapter 1? Why? He said, so you receive power, because you're going to be my what? Witnesses. In Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, on the most part. If you're not going out and doing nothing, if you're not going to win somebody, what do you need a tool for? You don't need a tool for nothing. Just sit and watch TV. don't need no tool. Right? I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to watch I Love Lucy. No, you don't need no tool to do that. And it's just, you know, this is one way you say, well, you know, I know you're talking about that, but. And there are other instances. Well, there is also laying on hands. And over here in Acts chapter 8, this is when you have Simon, the the magician, you know. He he thought he was somebody, you know, he's doing all this magic stuff. And then it says that, um, verse 12, it says that, and when he believed, Philip, Preaching the good news—is that, that what he said? Preaching the good news about the kingdom of God. See, he's doing the work of God, and the name of Jesus Christ. They were being baptized, men and women alike. Even Simon himself believed, and after being baptized, he continued with, on with Philip, and, and uh, as he observed signs and great miracles. This is after the teaching of, after the preaching of the word now uh, taking place. He was constantly amazed, when the apostles when Jerusalem heard that Samaria had uh, received the, the word of God, uh, they sent to them Peter and John, who came down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Now, that is puzzling, isn't it? Because if we, if, if, if on my page, if I turn back, it says that, now Philip, he's an evangelist. Philip knows how to lead somebody to the Lord. Philip, no, 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 Neophyte, somebody don't know anything. It says, now, Philip, and when he, and they were, they believed Philip preaching the good news about the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ. So he won't teach about John, about, he'll teach about Jesus Christ. And they were being baptized, men and women alike, so they are being baptized. So we're talking about water baptism. They are being baptized. So they got saved. Is that true? They have to have the Holy Spirit, don't you? Is it Right. If you can save, you got to have the Holy Spirit, right? He's in you, okay. Then it says, "Here comes Peter and John." He says, "Who came down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit, for He had not yet fallen upon them, any of them. They had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ." I Man, who other name you gonna be baptized in? I mean. Do you understand what I'm saying? I don't want us to get a theology where, oh, we've got to do this, because over here it says this. Uh, I'm telling you, there are many ways to receive. Because verse 17 says, and they began laying their hands on them, and they were receiving the Holy Spirit. So you can get, you can get the Holy Spirit fall upon you. Get can feel with the Spirit. I like to call it feel with the Spirit. You, you can be filled with the Spirit by just hearing the Word of God. Hearing the word of God. I guarantee you, you can just hear the word of God and get filled. Because I know that Cornelius and his whole relatives, his friends, all those, those in the house, and, 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 and it's a, he just began speaking the word of God. He was hearing the word of God. The Holy Spirit just fell on him. They hadn't even been baptized in water yet. Hadn't even been baptized yet. It's Act like 10, 38, that way. So it's many ways, but regardless of what way it is, the, the thing is that Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18 says, be filled, be being filled. We need to be filled. That's the message today. If, you, if we're going to go out with authority and power, we've got to be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's all I'm saying. And anybody who don't want to be filled, that means you don't want to go out with any the power then. You say, I got all the power I need when I got saved. Well, you, they must, God needed this not have said that through the, the Holy Spirit saying this to the, to the, to the writers. Of, he didn't don't, Why even say that they had already been saved. They already been baptized. They believed and all been baptized. And then he sent them down and pray for them to receive the Holy Spirit because it hadn't fallen upon them. And then he laid his hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. They should have whited all that out because it's not, of essence, if it's not true. And I say it's true. Because it's true because he's just trying to let us know, make sure that you're not looking for one way, this way, that way. Uh, and make sure you're looking for things for the right reason. And I say that we need power because we're going out. We don't, don't need power to tick each other's feet, do we? Are you, you tickless? On my feet, I'm ticklish. Don't, I, 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 want, I want power because I want to go out with power, okay? Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at CornerstoneLynchburg.com, contact us by email, CornerstoneCom at Comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance on you and give you peace.